Oh. Yeah. Okay, I'm recording as well. Nice. We're both recording. Yes. But yeah, for real. Uh, let me um, let me try to uh, teach you some resistance band workouts and stuff. Not a lot of equipment. It's just bands. Bands to make her dance. I just saw something that made me nuts. Well, what? What did you see? Was it a girl or was it a video game? It's neither. It's food. <laughs> Welcome to the universe, according to Rex and Jonas. I am the deepest, mysteriousestest, most uh, voidious of blacks, Brian, but you can call me Brex, or you can call me Brian, either one, <laughs> I don't care. And I am the... Sturdy and reliable lists, and the uh, um, stationary of Browns. I don't know. I was going to opposite with with voyage. Voyage. I, I said. I tried to say void, like a void. Like, oh, voyage. I thought like, you said voyagist or something no, like that. I, well, I wish I was on a voyage right now towards a place that was. Honestly, same. But you guys can call me Jonas D or Jonas, or Jonas just don't call me late for dinner. Am I right, <laughs> Rex? <laughs> oh man, we 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 like to kid around here. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. <laughs> Welcome to the episode. Um, seeing as the world is stopped right now and there's not much going on, uh, me and Jonas decided, hey, let's watch a movie. No, actually, I decided, and I was like, Jonas, we're doing this. And Jonas was like, okay. Um, I was like, yo, let's watch well, it. Well, because like, I've seen it already. Yeah. I saw it Um, I saw it in theaters. Oh, you, did you? Yeah. When it, Before, you know, theaters were closed. Yeah, way of back course. when. Way back when. Remember those days? Remember, those when days were theaters, great. remember when you could socialize in public and less than six feet away from Remember when you could go to a movie theater by yourself where... No one could bother you. God, last movie I went to go see, I fell asleep in. So yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> but you went with someone. Oh yeah, they were right beside me too. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't wake you up at all. No, they did not. Uh, but this movie I did not fall asleep during. Um, it is a little movie that uh, came out in theaters not too long ago, but is now streaming on Disney Plus very quickly, probably because of the state of the world right now. And it's yeah. called Onward. Onward. I th- and uh, when I saw this, when Rex told me he wanted to watch this, I was like, okay, this seems like something he would want to watch because he w- Rex is a very avid D&D uh, fan. It's a player. thing right now, and it's been brewing. Hobbyist. For the, I am a I am an admirer from afar at the moment. 
mm. from afar and because I, I can't play like I, I even before all this was going on I didn't have a way I didn't have anyone that I, we could get together with and play so mm. I played a total of two times first time was fun second time was yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think you explained it on the podcast too yeah <laughs> So now I'm just like, you know, um, I'm trying to absorb as much D&D media as possible. I've been mm-hmm. rewatching Critical Role. I need to probably pick up something else to watch. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like everybody is, like, I feel like I'm a part of a wave of people who's just like, oh, yeah, D&D. And I don't know when it started. Like, I don't know either. Because I've been watching... Like, I used to watch D&D streams on Twitch on and off. Like, I would watch D&D episodes of TV shows. Like, like there's the big one from Community. There's um, mm-hmm. the there's an episode of Dexter's Laboratory where they were playing D&D. It's very prevalent in Stranger Things. Like, I've it's always been something that has hovered around me. And now mm-hmm. I just was like, you know what? I was just at work one day and... I saw a video package that randomly came up on my YouTube suggestion feed for whatever reason. And it was like the top 10 deaths in the Critical D&D. Role's first oh. campaign. Wow. Yeah. That was, I was just like, huh, I wonder. I just was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll watch it, I don't care. This thing's over anyway, I can literally look up what happened. And out of context... It doesn't make sense what's going on, but everything was super emotional. Oh, really? And I was like, is this... Like, because they're actors, you know? They're yeah. all vo- they're voice actors. Well, they're actors, first of all, and they voice act as well, which is still mm-hmm. acting, you know? Um, so they were, like, role-playing. They are role-players. Like, it's very heavy. Like, there's a thing within the D&D community where it's, like, people who like to just play the game and do the math. You know what I mean? Yeah. They like to make decisions, they like to do strategy, they like to do battles, get loot, stuff like that. And then there are people who are very much into role-playing. And it's like, uh, it's kind of a thing where it's like some people don't like to role-play that much. There are people who do love to role-play. But mm-hmm. like Critical Role is very role-play heavy. And it was just like watching these people fake die and put everything they have into it was just like, wow, I want to get into this. Because I was a theater kid for about a year and a half when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I miss it in many ways. So I figured, you know what? Why don't I do things I love to do? Pretend. And theater. But also play weird games and make an OC. And just fucking do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I want to play D&D real bad. Dick's hard for it. Can't do it right now, obviously. But someday. Obviously. Someday. I don't know if I'll be able to play it, but I'm damn sure going to give it a shot, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we could. I mean, and we could to, do one with hey, our we, group. We, we got to find a DM. That's the problem. But That's the, prob- that's the hard part. It, to bring it back around onward is a very 
like Dungeons and Dragons is a is just a like a blanket term for fantasy pretty well fantasy is the blanket term but Dungeons and Dragons is like it's like okay it's just another word for fantasy in a lot of ways and onwards mm-hmm. is very heavy in party going on an adventure fantasy yeah and all those tropes you know what I mean but even I'm gonna... like just just the whole story outline is a D and D game yeah it's pretty much like uh. Because there's something that's very fin- similar to it. It's a lot more raunchy, and I think you would be into it, but it's called Fantasy High. Mm-hmm. Um, it's is it, done it, by... Uh, it's produced by College Humor's like, um, streaming service called Dropout. Mm-hmm. And it's got a lot of, a lot of like young comedians, and they are playing Dungeons & Dragons, and... They make up characters, you know how it goes. But the the setting is more contemporary. It's like a suburban town that's in a fantasy world. A bunch of kids go into high school where they learn to be adventurers, pretty much. Okay. And it's a surrounded by a murder mystery. Ooh. So it's really interesting. I think you would definitely be into it. It's pretty funny too. It's. It's kind of wild, some of the stuff that they get into. Send it to me after this. Gotcha. I'm sending it to you now, bitch. I'm it to Please you now. do. Um, but yeah, we we watched the movie Onward. Um, I, uh, you know, Disney doesn't really do badly with their movies. I mean, all their movies are pretty on point. Can I be honest uh, with you? I thought up? this was one of their worst movies. Really? Yeah. But uh, just... in the sense... Well, in the sense I, that we'll they're it. not always bad. They're not. I mean, it's not a bad movie by anything. Like it's a solid seven out of ten. Yeah, but, but it's, it's like it's like the good dinosaur. You know, it's very. Yeah, it feels very forgettable. forgettable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, I actually like it. Yeah, I I don't hate it. It's just I don't think it's good either. In that, it's so heavy it heavily leans on the premise of like son who is lost in the world doesn't never knew got to know his dad wants Mm -hmm. to desperately meet his dad figures finds out that he has a chance to meet his dad Mm -hmm. and how they go about doing that and the wild hijinks that ensue and I thought that the movie has an I think it has an interesting world. I think the story within it is boring. I think everything that happens around them, all of those stories are way more interesting. The pixies, mm-hmm. the fucking uh, the the uh, the the restaurant where the manticore works. Yeah, like even their mom is. I I was like she's like she's an adventurer. Yeah, she's a I like- fucking do it. I love the lore behind everything. Like, they redid a lore and just like, hey, let's make it modern. Yeah. Well, why? how did they get to this point? Well, magic was really hard, so uh, people made in, invented a light bulb and created electricity and stuff like that. And honestly, that's very true to D&D because uh, I don't know if it's as hard as it was way back I think in current editions of it, it's a little easier able, you know, to be able to manage. But 
to play a wizard in D&D is apparently one of the most difficult things you can do. It's super hard because mm-hmm. it's a lot of management. You have to manage all of the things you have. You have to make sure you have them because a wizard, you don't know magic innately. So you have to have things on you that can help you create magic. And I thought that that was really a really interesting thing that they brought over because yet like hey, I was like, okay, yeah, magic is pretty hard. Not everybody can just do that shit. So yeah. I thought that was a pretty interesting thing to bring over. Yeah. But like I said, in this movie, it starts off with a narration um, of Chris Pratt's character. Uh, what's his name? Starts with a B. I know it. It's fucking... Um, Barley. Barley. I was thinking Farley, like Chris Farley, because that's how he yeah. tries to act a lot. Um, yeah. So Bar- the Barley character, the older brother, uh, narrating something that their dad wrote to them as kid uh, for uh, when they opened this gift, basically telling the history of magic and the world um, when there were there was action and adventure and magic, but then slowly it became easier just to rely on electronics like how we do we currently are relying on electronics not this not saying that there's magic in the world well it's every, it's very magical when i get to spend time with my co-host here rex on on this podcast but you know what i mean mm. <laughs> not paying attention i'm paying attention well Kinda. i was reading something <laughs> i just saw something that blew my mind but continue what was that <laughs> what blew your mind? It was the fucking box office for this movie. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me. Uh, so, how much do you think this movie will cost to make? Okay, I won't. I won't look. Um, cost to make? Yeah. Um, probably. Ooh. Shit! Hold on. Sorry. My fucking <laughs> mic fell over. With 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 um with all the uh voice actors and all that probably like 90 to 100 million this movie costs 175 to 200 million to make. Jesus Christ <laughs> how much of it do you think was Chris Pratt and, and Tom Holland I think the majority of it should have gone to Octavia Spencer because she did a fantastic job in this one. Oh, she's also an Academy Award winning so she probably wouldn't Oh yeah, oh yeah. She's, so she's the only Academy. Of, no, no, she's not. Is she? Maybe. Is Julia Louis Julie Dreyfus? Julia Academy Louis Dreyfus. Um, she's an Emmy Award winner, but not Academy Award. No. Octavia uh, Spencer, Chris Pratt has never won anything. Neither has Tom Holland, but they're both Marvel His movie guys. Yeah, but Chris Pratt has had a movie that was nominated. Something uh had him was this movie nominated or was someone in in his movie nominated? Wait, what? Hardball? Movie? Not Hardball. Um, Moneyball. Moneyball. I think somebody in his movie was nominated. I don't know. If, did he have a major role in that movie? I thought it was. He a was. He Brad was Pitt the. Movie. It's the Brad Pitt movie, but he was the main baseball player they were focusing on in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um. But I would say a lot of the money is just for the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, less than a hundred million of it is vis- is the actual film yeah. and you know production. Um, but I mean, it was. I thought it was great. All the little details. There, there was the onward uh, title sequence. 
I really love the dust particles that you get to see throughout the room, and then it start it comes like really in your face when you see the when you see the title. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I really like that. I am starting to understand why this movie is on Disney Plus so soon. Um, what? It you, you know when it came out right? Uh, it came out uh, January. No. This movie oh, came on. out in March. Did it? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So that explains what? why it didn't make very much in box office, per se. That makes sense, yeah. Um, And why it's on Disney Plus now, because they're trying to, you know, recoup that money. I don't know how they would do that with their streaming service unless you get money based off of how much, how many people watch the thing. Um, probably. But, uh... They probably were like, well... We no one's gonna be able to see it in theater. Yeah, and these people paid for a service, pretty much. So they just dropped so, it on there. So instead of like bring it back to theater, which would cost more money to bring it back to theater, mm-hmm. I assume. Um, and you can't delay a movie that's already been po- put out, like how like certain movies are delayed. Yeah, you might as well just put it on a service for people to watch. Which is a smart move, I would say. Like, you know, the Disney overlords know what they're doing. Um, Which is like, also, I don't know if you've noted, if you've seen that they're putting movie theater movies on for rent. Oh, yeah. Um, What was that one movie? It got delayed last year because of the sub. Yeah, The Hunt. It got delayed. Then this happened. They were like, fuck it, put it online. People watch it that way. They also did it for The Invisible Man. But I feel like it's not worth $20 to rent. It's $20 to rent? Yes. That's not even a fucking movie ticket. Like, don't. Like, I get that you're probably like, okay, people aren't going to watch this because whatever the fuck, and we got to charge more for it. No. If you make it cheap, people will watch it just because it's cheap. Yeah. And if they got to do that Netflix shit, you know how Netflix will do that thing? Oh, okay. I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm pretty sure this is how they operate. Netflix, I feel like Netflix pays people to tweet about their shitty movies. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they have a guerrilla, like, street, like, not street, but, like, a viral marketing team. And they're like, okay, what do we have coming out? Who's, what's the biggest thing that we have coming out that we can advertise? And at the time, they were like, okay, well, we got Bird Box. And they're like, okay, who's in it? Sandra Bullock, all right. Let's okay. get people to make memes about this movie. Yeah. This terrible movie that we made. Let's get people to make memes about it. And then people will be like, oh, I want to know what this is about. I don't get it. Yeah. So, like, that's how the Bird Box out of context spoilers thing probably came about. That's probably how Tiger King is as big as it is now. Because I watched the first episode of Tiger King, and I have mm-hmm. never been more uninterested in watching something in my entire life. Really? Did not give a fuck about anything going on. All I knew was everybody that they showed me was a terrible person, and I didn't <laughs> want to know about that anymore. It's true. Um, you know, well, it's following the mo- that Tiger King is following that... Uh, that documentary outline where they t- get you they get you with a certain premise but then at the end it's like well this is the real this is the real thing that we're going to talk about like the movie there's a documentary called Sushi mm-hmm. where they talk it's different companies 
different sushi uh, restaurants, different uh, people that work with sushi, and then all of a sudden transitions to another person that's just doing alternatives to different types of sushi. And then all of a sudden it's like, we're killing all the tuna. <laughs> it's like, we're going to, we're going to destroy the world because we're killing all the tuna. And I was yeah, like, I'm assuming oh, Tiger oh. King is like, this is the, these are these crazy fucking people who own yeah. exotic animals like Joe exotic. And that one motherfucker with the soul patch, that's really big. And Carol yeah. Baskins, whose backwards methodology doesn't make sense. We need to fucking free these animals. But then you'll see, you know, that she, I mean, it's out there already. She kills her husband, apparently. She killed her husband, apparently. I thought that was speculated that she killed her husband. because They're going they're... back into they're going back into investigation. Oh they opened it up again. <laughs> I can do it, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. But so, Joe Exotic's already in jail. Put her in jail, too. Fuck it. Exactly. Put them all in jail. Put lock them all up. Soul, Soul Patch Dude has a legit cult of just women. Oh, no. Yeah, he needs to be going. He needs to be yeah. in jail. Have you seen that? No, I I watched the first episode and I tapped out. I was like, this is no. (laughs) He legit like has six girlfriends and three wives or something. And they all just work for free. No, at his. But even even Carol Baskins, all the people that work at at her place, they all work for free. Bruh. They're just like, oh, we we do this because we want to help animals. But you have to train. You, you there's certain shirt levels at for for their staff. So the red shirts are like their beginner levels. Then yellow shirt, you have to be working for at least a year, and you have to take a test in order to apply for the yellow shirt. Then there's the green shirt where you have to work for another year as a yellow shirt, and then you get a blue shirt. Then you'll become a keeper or something like. That. I was like, this is crazy. They're all doing this for free. This there's literally a lady that's like, I don't. I work for. I work during Christmas. I don't have Christmases. I was like, what? Well, you, you don't make money. How do these people survive? I don't understand. I don't know. Um, yeah, but, like, I'm pretty sure that's what they would need for something like The Invisible Man, just because it. I've heard it's such a good, like, Chris told me it's a good movie. I think you saw it, too, didn't you? I haven't seen it yet, but I like the um, concept. Yeah. I think I was saying. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to check it out at some point, because I haven't watched, this... it's not a horror movie, per se, but... This is the start. This is the universal dark, the dark universe. The dark universe beginning. This is how this should start with this one. Modern versions. No? Yes? I can see it. I would rather it start with something like Frankenstein. Yeah. But this, so the concept is that he has a suit that makes him invisible. Oh, okay. So it could lead towards it could lead to that where it's frankenstein where it's like who i haven't seen the movie but then i would love it if the ending was like the the post credit is like who gave you the suit and it's like victor frankenstein victor frankenstein something like that his name is franken franken something victor i call him victor yeah he gave me anyways we're not talking about those. We're talking about Onward. Um, Wait, so, hold on. Before we move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got yeah. the greatest fucking idea in the world, dude. Like, okay. <laughs> Dark Universe reboot. Let's start it over from okay. the beginning. They wanted to do the mummy. Okay. Fuck the mummy. Fuck they the need mummy. to start out with either Frankenstein, Dracula, or mm-hmm. Wolfman. I think that the most viable one... I thought it was Frankenstein. Then I thought about it. It's Dracula. Here's why. Mm-hmm. They could tell the story of Dracula. Like that mm-hmm. one that's on Netflix. I ain't really like it like that. But Dracula Untold? 
That was or, supposed no, to be John, the beginning. No, I, th- I know what you're talking no, about. No, the, the, the BBC show the that's TV on show. Netflix. Yeah. Um, but uh, they could tell the story of Dracula again, you know, put a little twist on it, make it modern here and there. Or, like, not even modern, make it, like, set in the 50s or some shit, you know? Yeah. Then, at the end of the movie someone finds like dracula ends up in the ocean locked in his coffin <laughs> stop listen shut up <laughs> let's just say he gets locked in his coffin at the bottom of the ocean you fuck and then he gets dug up and by this organization who knows and they're just like oh man whose coffin is this and the guy opens it and he's like Doctor, do you think that we could use his DNA to reanimate life? Do you think we could make the perfect bride for you? Uh, okay, okay. And he's like, <laughs> I have longed for a Mrs. Frankenstein for all my life. And it's like Kiefer Sutherland or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I thought you were going with... You thought I was going with JoJo. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I am not that basic. I am. But anyway, we're talking about Onward. <laughs> It's been 20 minutes. We have not talked about this movie. We have not. But we have talked about some great points. Um, now, I will, uh, now, with this movie onward, like I said, I thought it was great. It's a great ad- adventure movie. Great to have it on the background. Great to show kids. I showed my nephew. He loved it. He was, he was mesmerized by this mm-hmm. movie because it's everything that he likes. Swords, magic, you know, dragons, whatever. Um, what I do like is the, I do like, um, what's his name? Tom Holland's character. What's his name? Um, it's very common. Their names are so forgettable. It's kind of sad, actually. With a, it starts with an I. Ian. Yes. Um, Ian, I love Ian's character development in this movie where he, you know, it's, it's a normal character development for this type of character, for this type of movie where it's. He's a timid person, but he becomes brave. Yeah, you know, very typical coming of age, coming out of your show. Like, he's dangerously awkward in a lot of ways, because... Too, like, yeah, like... It's too much. Like, he, he's like, hey, guys, you want to come eat cake at my party? Like, basically inviting yeah. people to his birthday party. But he's so embarrassed that, of his brother that he tells everyone that his party's canceled? Like... Yeah. Huh? I've never, my I've always been the person that thinks my brother's the coolest person. Um, do you have any older siblings? No, I am the oldest. I've never had, I've never met anyone that was like, my brother's a nerd. Oh, he's a dork. I don't want him around me, kind of thing. This, this is just a, such a movie trope of people being embarrassed by their siblings. Yeah, like I, especially I'm sure siblings. it exists, but I don't know anybody like that. Everybody I know who has siblings. Mm-hmm. Either they don't talk to their siblings very much, their relationship mm-hmm. is okay, but they're not super close, or they're like, they're tight. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, they probably fought when they were younger and shit like that, but they're just like, oh, Definitely. that's my sister. You know, I go to bat for my sister. And this yeah. is just like, ugh, my family's so embarrassing. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's a trope that should be left in the early 2000s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Make, um, make him awkward without making him like it hurt my family you know yeah it's possible it, it well it wasn't it wasn't even the brother part it was just him being so awkward to talk to those kids that he knows in his class 
He's a huge pussy, first of all, for yeah. reasons that are unknown to me. But he's scared of everything. He is. And he's like he's like there's a multi-racial, ethnically diverse group of kids that he's just like, hey guys, want to hang and out? The, and in his life, he has these people that kind of are. He seems like an introvert. Everyone in his family seems like extroverts. Yeah, like, even his dead dad that he doesn't know seems to be an extrovert. And I'm just like, what happened to you? And it seems like the movie is insinuating because he grew up without a dad, it made him the way he is. But his mom is like, yo, what's up? My name's Laurel. Yeah. I date a fucking centaur. They're elves, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, they're elves. And even the centaur... Uh, officer um colt colt bronco is his name yes colt bronco Um, he's voiced by uh the guy uh his name is mel rodriguez but he was in the last man on earth i don't know if you've ever seen that show um he's pretty funny yeah um i just think oh even even he has someone that's just like in other people in his life that are just like uh very outgoing so yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, I can't be like, oh, extroverts are so weird. It's not that. It's just in his life, he has all these people that are very outgoing and very supportive of him. Mm-hmm. That to me, it doesn't really. I don't understand why he's just like, oh, I don't know how to talk to these people at all. Like even in school, introverts have friends in school, right? Yeah, like they probably have one or two, and he seems to have like none. No, yeah. I feel like there was something that they cut out of the movie, like a re- like it doesn't have to be this way, obviously, but yeah. I feel like there was something tragic that happened to him that we don't know about that they don't talk about, other than him never knowing his dad. Yeah, because like even in the flashbacks when it shows him and his brother, his brothers, his brothers literally are always pushing for him to do stuff. He literally pushes him off of a diving board into the pool, and they have fun. Like, I don't know how this hasn't rubbed off on him after all these years, but, you know, whatever. Whatever. His brother's a huge D&D nerd, by the way. He is. I don't know what it's called in this universe, but they're literally playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, you fucking nerd. But then you're like, that's me. No, I'm like, you're so fucking lucky. I hate you. (laughs) Um, I think, uh, so, with, with Barley's character, I think, I think he's a great character. Very outgoing. Um, and so supportive of his brother and family, and of course he doesn't like the the stepfather. I'm assuming the stepfather boyfriend boyfriend. Yeah. I don't think they're married. I don't know if they're married. I think he's yeah. her boyfriend though, and he's always there. Are they really close to getting yeah, married? That, yeah, but I mean, yo, yeah, yeah. Think about it. She's taking that horse dick. I don't want to think about it anymore. All right. <laughs> that, 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 that little breath you took. <laughs> it was the breath of disappointment. Uh. <laughs> but I think, uh, of course, uh, I think Barley is a great character, and you always need that opposite for the main character. You got to have the the comedy guy to your straight man, and uh, yeah. Ian is very much the straight man in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of wish that their pet dragon went on adventures with them. Like, this is the second time Disney has done this to me, where there's a very interesting sidekick character, and they leave them behind for the entire journey. So, you talk about the pig from Moana? Yep. 
<laughs> Which is weird because in the trailers, didn't it make it seem like the pig was with Moana the whole time? Yep. It was pig and chicken time all up in the motherfucking trailers. The pig stays on the damn island. The pig could have had fun too. Could have had fun too. But he would have been eaten right away by Maui. Bacon and eggs, Maui. baby. Bacon and eggs. I'm hungry. Shit, me too. I have not um, had meat in 40 days and 40 nights. Why? You know what? We'll talk about that later. Catholic Lent. So. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it wrecks his face. <laughs> Oh. I was like, I'm you chose to give point. up that of all things. You could have given up masturbation, but you chose meat. Mm. No, I, I don't think I could give up masturbation. I did it for a month. <laughs> for a month, but that <laughs> ten extra days. That ten extra days is nothing when you don't think about it anymore. All right. What you need My is bad. Animal Crossing. Anyway. <laughs> so you haven't masturbated in a month. When's the last time I masturbated? Like last week. I can't remember when. Um, but so why are we talking right. about this? Onward. <laughs> but yeah, he's really awkward, and it's his 16th birthday, and he's trying to learn how to drive, and he's so awkward that it prevents him from fucking driving properly. He's that scared. Like he's I, that scared. Of... I I remember when I took my driver's license um, courses mm-hmm. to learn, and I literally like the guy I was par- partnered up with was that he was so scared to drive yeah he was terrified to drive i was 16 no i was in ninth grade so i was like 15 about to turn 16 Mm -hmm. and i was at that point where i didn't give a fuck about my life and if i die on the road it is what it is so i just drove like i knew what i was doing because like my dad, my grandfather, my aunts, uncles, everybody—they would sneak and let me drive the car every now and again. Yeah. They'd be like, "Get in, the, get in the wheel, you know. I'm gonna show you how to do it," and, and I would do it. Yeah. And so my driving instructor was super duper impressed. He was like, "Man, you drive like you've been driving for years," and I was like, "I've never been behind the wheel of a car before." And then this other guy would get in the driver's seat, and he'd be like, "All right, so merge onto the highway," and he would get on the highway and start shaking. And I was like, dude, are you good? And did you have even... the hmm? did you have the kind where you did this from school or did you go to a driving school? It was through school. Like okay. you had to have had... good grades to do it. They didn't have that at our school. We Damn. had um we had to go to driving school. Like I don't think a lot of our schools did that. Like any of the public schools or anything. You mm-hmm. had to go to a driving school and there were a lot there are a lot here in Houston. Okay. So I did go to one and I remember doing the freeway one getting on the freeway um and then after it was my turn after my turn my turn was done i went to the back of the car with the other people and i fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) i was tired i feel that i just sat in the back and i was just like man i hope this guy drives well oh my god he's so afraid (laughs) um can you start the car i don't i don't (laughs) what what do you do I was like, dude, I, I pulled him aside and I was like, yo, if you want me to help you out to like calm down, let me know. I'll get you some fucking some weed. weed and we can get you chill. <laughs> and he was like, no, I would never do drugs. And I was like, oh, okay, dude. All okay, right. I feel you. Fucking nerd. Um, um, his, his sister was but, fine, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> we, we, uh, for the 16th birthday, the mom decides to give them uh a gift from their dad from their dad and they were supposed to get it on the, after they both turned 16 it wasn't really specified when at, yeah. it, 
on his 16th birthday or after his 16th birthday, right. uh, 17th birthday, 18th birthday, could have been any time. What I don't understand, uh, so what, what they get is a, uh, a magician's wand, staff. Staff is a staff. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, a magician's, uh, a wizard's staff. It's and very big. with it came with instructions on how to do a certain spell that came with a phoenix gem that helps bring people back to life. Phoenix rising from the dead kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Barley is so, he's so into the culture of the magic and adventure and all that. He feels like he knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and he does it the whole time. What I don't understand is why didn't Ian try? Why didn't they let Ian try at least once? Mm-hmm. Try to do what? Wait, what? Did the magic. He did the magic. No, he, the, before he did it, like it was, you know, oh. all three of them, the mom, Ian and Barley in the room. And it mm. was just Barley going at it for, I want to say a couple hours. I think it's because he was the more enthusiastic about it. He knows a lot of what is presumed. He has a lot of prior knowledge of like what he knows from like, you know, pop culture of magic and stuff that he's into. Like he has a unicorn on his fucking van. Like he's one of those guys. So yeah, he's like, all right. Point, at some point you should be like, you try. Also, Ian's a pussy. For- like, you know, he, he wasn't probably going to try that shit willingly. I know. I know. Well, he did. Eventually. Eventually. Um, I did love that the mom, uh, Laurel, was like, Laurel. Laurel. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that Laurel was um, uh, very, very into it, into the idea of it working. Because she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would believe in magic. She was just like, Will. She's like talking about her husband. She's like, Will, you crazy idiot what did you do like what are you trying to do like she was after he was like doing the spell she was like really hoping that it would work too she 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 wanted it for them so bad because i feel like their mom is is, i don't it doesn't really specify how long it's been since the time of sword and sorcery for these people but from what I know of elves, elves live a really long time. Yeah. Unless they have some kind of cancerous disease, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm assuming about the mom is that she's real old because she's an elf. But mm-hmm. on top of that, she probably missed that window. Like, she probably came along right after magic started to get phased out and people started relying on technology. So I felt like she was so enthusiastic because she was like, yo, I never got to go on an adventure. I wanted yeah. to so bad. Go fucking do it or you're grounded. Yeah. Her her character development is very steady, but at the same time, it, it at a certain point, it just ramps up. Yeah. So she's very much, she is very much a mom. Very, <clears throat> I'm protecting my kids. Where are my kids? How can I help them get to their goal kind of person mm-hmm. and then and as time goes on she's like yo the rush that i feel right now from that car trace we just had was fucking intense and i'm like oh. okay. she i would have been happy if she made out with a manticore if she was so high on adrenaline yeah like the part where the manticore is over there jacked up on energy drinks and the mom's just like taking them away from her like no we're not doing this yeah. stop it um <laughs> 
so when they they try the spell, didn't work. Then they finally uh, Ian finally gets a chance at it when everybody leaves and it starts to work. Uh, unfortunately, the Phoenix gem broke and it didn't fully bring their father back to life. Mm. Now, do you think that was the dad's intention for it to break and only have half the uh, body? I would assume no. Because why would that be his intention? He wants to meet his kids that he ain't he, gonna get to meet. He does, but he also wants to put them at... I mean... Feel like he was like I feel like he would have come back to life an and taken them on an adventure if he had the chance to fully go all the way. Um the, what oh I guess it did break because Barley did grab the staff as well, right? Probably. And he's not the most magical motherfucker as we learn through the movie. Yeah. He has no mad he has no force sensitivity. No. Um but he is an adventurer through and through. He is. He would probably make a pretty decent uh, bard. Yeah. I would feel. I was going to say bard, yeah. He would be a good um, bard. I just... Um, it just felt like it was... It felt like it was meant to happen. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, but they only were able to uh, get half of their dad. Foot, uh, bottom half. Yeah. You know, they should have left the dad there because, you know, the mom could have enjoyed some stuff. <laughs> like man, I had that. I had that thing in some years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we did. We didn't miss this part where um, Ian went to go get some breakfast or something at, at a at a fast food joint, and he meets a guy that knew who his father was. Oh yeah, the guy who's voiced by Wilmer Valderrama. Yes, <laughs> but I thought I, I thought that was a great moment of like, oh, my dad was someone. Uh, I want to know more about him. And he's like, yo, he, I knew your dad. He wore weird purple socks all the time. Gotta go hang out with my kids. Okay, bye. At some point, he could have gone like, hey, I really appreciate you telling me about a little bit of my dad. I really want to know more because I didn't know him. Is there any way possible we can exchange information? You could tell me a little bit more about my father. I don't know. That is like, not within Ian's character. He is a pussy. I know. I know, but still. If you want to know so much about your dad, take a leap. I don't know. Mm, you don't want to know that bad bad, clearly. He's like, oh, he don't, oh, he don't love his dad that much. I don't know my dad. I can't even know. Um, um, but but yeah. uh, this adventure is set on by by Barley because he knows how to get a Phoenix Gem. And in order to get the Phoenix Gem, you have to go to the Manticore. Mm-hmm. Which I've never heard of a Manticore before. You've never heard of a Manticore before? No. Wow. It's like a Chimera, but different. Yeah. How is it different? Well, Manticores, they're like... Well, Chimeras... There's not really a set thing on what a Chimera can be. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be a fusion of any kind of animal, while Manticores are predominantly... It's like it's a lion... There's also had they have goat hooves. They have this. They had a tail of a scorpion in this, but from what I know, their tail is usually a snake. Mm-hmm. And I think they have the head of something else attached to them besides the lion. I want to say it's like a bull or something. And they have wings. Um, and they breathe fire, obviously. 
But this Manticore Obviously. was just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a lion. I have hooves. Kind. Of, does she have hooves? I think she does. I think so. Yeah. She has hooves. She but she has a scorpion tail, and she is. She used to be an adventurer, clearly. So she's very long lived, it seems. And they go to her to go get. Uh, you have to visit the Manticore, and she's like, "Oh, I got map for like you know to find the Phoenix Gem or whatever." And they're like, oh, "All right, can we get the map?" And she's like, "No, mm-hmm. no, you can't, have, you can't have the map. That's dangerous. You could get hurt." And I'm like, yeah, well, we want. But everything, everything in her restaurant is leads to that fucking gem pretty much so it just it doesn't make sense like if this is the authentic if it leads to an authentic gem then why why have all those games you know what i didn't understand um but, they were trying to get the real authentic map from her but the kids maps that she had were replicas and they could have just yeah. taken one that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you feel like the adventure is too dangerous, why'd you make your kids' menus that? Yeah, like, why did they even go through all the fucking shit of a fucking st- trying to get it from her? And if they could have just taken a kids' menu and used that, like, I thought I thought that would have been more Dungeons and Dragons e. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Dungeons and Dragons is while it's about like role playing and adventuring. It's also about trying to outsmart your DM. And I feel like that would have been an outsmart your DM moment where you're faced with a challenge of we need to get this map. She won't give it to us. What can we do? Every map in here that these kids have is a replica of that map. Let's just take one of those. Exactly. And some crayon and get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But But I guess they they needed a reason for her to leave, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And also what I don't get is Ian's like, does this does this tavern even really exist anymore? And like, yeah, of course it exists. And it, it's hidden in this forest, but then you go inside. It's a very popular restaurant. It is the TGI Fridays of this world. And I don't understand how you don't know that this is still a real place. Because it's, it's within your city limits to where you know where... They find out you need to go... They need to get to Raven's Point. Mm-hmm. And... They know where Raven's Point is. It's on a map. Yeah. So, I don't... Uh, I don't know. Come on, Ian. I know you're a pussy and all, but you should know some landmarks. Yeah. He probably don't leave his house that much. Fucking coward. <laughs> We're just shitting on, on Ian. <laughs> he sucks. He sucks yeah. so bad in the beginning. He does. He is in better the, later. The, but, he does. Yeah. Um, Throughout this whole adventure... Uh, Barley is trying to teach him how to be a better wizard, and mm-hmm. I think that's great. It's a good opportunity to you see him develop a better character, and of course, it brings back certain things uh, later on. It, the, yeah. the Chekhov's gun, in other words. Mm. Yeah. So, um, we do get uh, after after they do drive for a while. I mean, Barley is suggesting they take another path rather than just going straight down the highway to Raven's Point, he's like, no, we got to take this path called the Path of Peril. And of course, it, me, myself, I too would be like, oh, Peril seems kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rex? Would you take the Path of Peril? Um, Yeah, probably. Just because 
I would be bored with my life in this world. And I'm like, if I have the opportunity to find magic, take me down the and path. You're with, the, you're with one of the one pe- You're with one of the people in the world that's just like believes in all this, and he knows where to go. I'm like, you know what? Just, you got it, man. I'm gonna follow you. You got it. I'm gonna follow your lead. Do it. Yeah. And they and they they get to the they try to find their way to um, Raven's Point, of course. Ian wants to take the straight way, so they go straight the straight way originally, mm-hmm. run out of gas, go to get gas, uh, and at this point, using the with the power of magic, uh, was barley, barley. Is, yeah, barley is shrunken down to the point where he needs to be picked up and carried around, and they find a gas station, get gas, but they are interrupted. By a gang of pixies, mm-hmm. yeah, that uh, all ride and, motorcycles. And you know what was weird about this? I thought that it like I thought it was gonna be a thing where it was like, all right, he got shrunk at the perfect time. He's probably gonna get into some shit with these pixies, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, look at these little people. I'm a little people. Let's make friends with these little people. They don't even talk to yeah. the pixies. They just get food and they kind of just leave. But then there's an altercation where he kind of upsets one of the pixies. Oh, yeah, because he stepped on one, didn't he? No, their dad no, no. did. Their dad did. And also Barley was like saying, hey, you you know, you used to be able to fly, but your ancestors were, were lazy kind of thing. And then they accidentally um, uh, knock over all the motorcycles. Racist. Um, but then through that they find you know the pixies find out they can fly oh yeah they can fly like a motherfucker they fly like a motherfucker I you know it'd been great if they did make friends with the pixies and then at some point near the end when they needed help the pixies came back and helped because pixies are known to be vicious little creatures and that's what they made him look like here. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, honestly, I was thinking, like, this was going to be, like, a build your party kind of situation. Like, they mm. get, I thought the manicure was going to go with them, but she instead went with the mom. Um, I, I thought Pixie was going to come with them. I thought the dragon was going to do more than he did, but he was at home the whole time. Um, I thought the centaur was going to do shit. He yeah. kind of did, but eh, we'll a get to A little bit, it. but. Um, you know that would have been great if they built a party. I would have loved that. It would have been great. We had if they had like archetypes. Like clearly, Ian is the wizard. Yeah. Barley. I feel like the movie should have been more because we know Ian's the wizard. He can use magic. It should have been a, a side story of Barley trying to find his place within the party that they formed mm. so quickly. Like, say they meet up a, with a emo girl who goes to their school, who who's cool with Ian, but they don't really talk, and she kind of likes him. And she's known to be sneaky and steals yeah. things. She like could have been assassin. the rogue. The rogue. She could have been the rogue. A jock could have came with them. He could have been the fighter or paladin or some shit, you know. Mm. I was looking for that, but I never got it. But I... There's another place you can't get Onward that. 2? Hello? Maybe Onward 2 or even Fantasy High. Because, like, imagine imagine they did make an Onward 2 
and then Barley's still around, and he's just excited that Ian is a wizard, but then he's just like, well, you have magic, and I mean, I know about adventures, but I don't have anything. And he's like, you're inspiring, and you've got great taste in music. You're like a, you're like a bard. Yeah. He's like a bard. Nice. Nice. Um, so, uh, after they, after they do the pix, they get in trouble with the pixies, they actually get pulled over mm-hmm. by the police officers. Um, Disney's first gay character on screen. Second time they've said that. Third time? Like Fourth third, time. dude. I don't even know anymore. And it's not even that, I mean, it, yeah, you know, they, they very much talk about this person being having a girlfriend and all that but it's never let's see it played in the movie like yeah it's annoying they're annoying but they did get a a, a lesbian um voice actor yes lena Waithe uh, or white yeah yeah Waith? i don't know Waith or white oh. i can't remember how it's pronounced yeah. she's great i think she's funny yeah she's, she's i always liked her in uh Master, uh, Master of None. Oh yeah, that one episode where it's like talking about their childhood growing up together. It's pretty. In good. Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good episode. Um, that being said, the character, the characters were great. Uh, all the other character was played by Ali Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a great scene where, it it it, it definitely is that dramatic scene of, uh, this is where something goes wrong. Yeah. After a good adventure. But uh, they basically used a spell to look like uh, Colt uh, Bronco, yeah, who is an officer. Um, and you cannot lie, otherwise the spell would break. Which mm-hmm. is the funny part about this spell is because you are lying about who you are. And the way that they made this spell work was great. The it's like you, it's only a front view that yeah. you see. Yeah, which is great. Um, but then you find out that that Ian actually finds that Barley is is useless and a, a train wreck, up. a yeah, screw he... up. And uh, the spell starts to break, and the officers kind of notice something. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the Cyclops, uh, whose name is Spectre, apparently. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, she phones, she calls Colt Bronco and was like, hey, pretty much tell him, like, yo, did I just see you just now? And he was like, no. But no. they get away, and while they're driving off, they have a little bit of a spat, and Ian is bad at confrontation, so he's like, dude, I don't think you're a screw-up, and even though he totally does. Yeah. And, I mean, so consciously he does, and at the same, when, when the officer was asking him, you know, that other son is a, that other kid's a, is a screw-up. You could kind of see in his face where he's like, "What are you talking about?" No, he's not. But then deep down inside, he, he does believe that. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, all this time, good old dad is just fucking weekends and burning it by himself. You know. <laughs> no one will get that reference who listens to this. They'll they'll get it. One person will get it. I don't know. Um, but there's a great you know moment where they kind of dance with the with the dad with no legs like you said bernie uh, mm-hmm. weekends at bernie um and they kind of like re reconnect and say hey let's try it my way let's see what happens when we do it my way and they're like okay let's do it mm-hmm. and then 
they actually find their way to Raven's Point, where Ian learns a new magic trick where he can cross a cavern mm-hmm. by floating over it. And that was a great moment where he had to b- really believe in the magic to cross this giant cavern. Yeah. And it kind of showed you the dynamic of their relationship because he doesn't believe in himself, but his brother has always pushed him to believe. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was a really interesting beat in the movie where you see like Ian is believing because his brother's encouraging him. It shows more how much of a bard mm-hmm. that bar- Barley is. You know, Barley, Barley the Bard. bard- Bardly, it's all right there, man. Uh, it mm-hmm. shows him because like bards are all about like inspiration, you know, encouragement. They they're usually a support character. They inspire the other the other members of the party. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really interesting, uh, good dynamic that they showed for for the brothers for him to be walking across yeah. and believing in himself, even though the rope that they had to secure him just in case he fall was gone halfway through. Yeah. And then he finally notices and the belief stops. But yeah. luckily, he was already pretty much across and he was able to climb up and let the bridge down for his brother. Yeah. Um when they got to the other side, they found uh Raven's Point, the mountain was like on their left-hand side all the way to the left, so they were supposed to go that way. But then they noticed that the raven on the bridge was pointing a different way. So they looked at that raven looked where it was pointing and found another raven and they realized oh that's what we're supposed to follow and ian kind of like realizes i was going to lead us down the wrong way you are right because you know this you 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 uh are the adventurer that i am not Uh so they kind of follow it but then they get in trouble with the law with colt uh, bronco Uh and uh, they get into a high-speed chase because Ian doesn't want this to end. He wants to see his dad. He wants to get this gem. And the only way they, they can get this gem is that they reach the end of this goal. Um, and it kind of – they have to sacrifice Guinevere, who, which is the van yes. of, of, of Barley, which is like a really great – is like it is a character in itself. It's a it mighty has so, steed. It is a mighty steed. And it it is a sad moment for Barley and even Ian. Um and they find their way to uh, a cave. And uh, basically, they solve a puzzle because Barley's uh, intuition of being an adventurer. They follow the Raven's Point because they were heading to a mountain called yeah. Raven's Point. And it this was like one of the moments where it's very clear that this is D and D esque in that you have a choice. Which choice do you take? the obvious go to the big scary mountain or what is that mysterious raven statue why is it there it's pointing in another direction yeah and that would be the part where your dm would be like make an insight check and clearly barley rolled a natural 20 because he noticed that shit and was like yo let's follow this shit let's go this way and they damn sure did and they eventually found a fucking cave and they go well they followed the cave it's a little stream that goes into it while they're they following use, it uh, along they use a cheeto puff to they, en- they enlarge them. it and make it yeah. a boat make it a boat 
which looked very delicious when when Barley was eating it. Like it just goes to show you, like Barley is a much better player than Ian is. Yes, because he's like, yes. yo, let's use this thing, blow it up, we'll ride it down, and you can speed it up with your magic, fucking dude. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the a what do you call this? What do you call this little hallway full of traps? It's a trap hallway. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's all it's called. Uh, I don't. There's not really a name for it, but they basically enter a dungeon. <laughs> it's a dungeon. Yeah. It's and a dungeon. They find their first monster that they fight throughout this entire thing in the gelatinous cube. Yeah. Which which is, is it's a slime. It's a slime that dissolves anything it touches. Yeah. Um, very, this, this was a good example of a Chekhov's gun where they mention it in the second act, uh, probably back in the third act. Yeah. Um, and let's see, uh, when they get to the end, like you can tell that it, Ian's be more confident with his magic to the point where he's just like, Barley jump, I got you. And he like sends Barley over this pit of, of, of spears Mm-hmm. And he jumps over using uh, the uh, floating float magic. Yeah, yeah, float magic that he did for himself ab- across that uh, cavern. Is it a cavern? Am I saying that wrong? It was a. They called it a bottomless pit, but yeah, bottomless pit, something like that. Um, and they get to a room that you know starts to fill up with water, and by the time that they realize it's too late to press a button. Um, they're all the way floating above water and they can't reach it. But then they realize, oh, you know who can reach this button? Our leg can't our breathe. Topless dad, and they just shin their dad's legs down. He presses the button for him after they do a little steering, and the, the man, the the cover that was above them opens up, and mm-hmm. here's the plot twist. Y'all well, ready for it? Did you notice first that when they opened up the the hole? The first thing that Barley did, what did he do? He he pushed he pushed Ian out first. Oh yeah, before himself. Like that was I thought that was like a great little addition right there. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know he puts his brother first. He's always yeah. done that. You know? Yeah, been a bit of a father figure to his brother in many ways. Yeah. But anyways, they the lat this ladder leads to a to a. Uh, a doorway above them so they do take it up and rex they find that the group the this the the hole that they opened up in the ground above well in above them leads to a street and not just any street it's the street in front of the high school where they were earlier that ian goes to and they're like dude what what did we go the wrong way and Ian gets pissed because he's like obviously we went the wrong way because it's at Raven's Peak and we would have been there by now if we hadn't and they have that you know the trope fight where the characters break off for 15 minutes and then shit goes haywire while they're gone but Ian fucks off with dad because he's like I gotta spend time with dad before he disappears this is bullshit yeah. And uh, this entire time, their mom and Manticore, or Corey, have been hot on their trail, trying to find yeah. these guys. 
they go into a pawn shop and get Manticore's sword that she pawned for legal reasons. Yeah. By poisoning the pawn shop owner, which is a very D and D esque decision. It is, but that uh, that um, that pawn shop owner is played by Tracy Ullman, which is mm-hmm. great. And I love that character just because it was like, oh, this is the ra-. like. At first, it was like, oh, this sword is ten dollars. You can you can take it. And then when she hears Corey, the Manticore, just start talking about um, how rare it is, she goes, "This is actually the rarest in all the country, in the, all the land." So you can have it for ten thousand. And it was like this great moment of it la- of uh, Grecklin is the character's name. Grecklin just mm-hmm. laughing and then the tongue coming out, all disgusting, like. I loved it. I love that kind of animation <laughs> where you get these like little details. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah. But yeah, they and then uh, they do crash the car because of a pixie. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, mom is like, you know what? Uh, we should um, we should just use your wings and fly over there now. Yeah. And uh, while they're doing that. Uh, Ian fucks off to hang out with dad legs, but um, Barley has not given up, and he's being accosted by construction workers who are like, hey kid, get off this thing, what are you doing? And he's it's like, fine, 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 I'll go. And then he jumps up on it, and he finds a little divot in the top of this structure that they found um, that fits a piece that they picked up when they first found the river, and he puts the piece down, and it opens up the top of it, which reveals... A phoenix gem. Unfortunately, when they uh, earlier when uh, the mom met with Corey, Corey said there is actually a curse that comes with this phoenix gem. If you pick up the phoenix gem, it reveals a a spirit of a dragon that will attack whoever picks up the phoenix gem. Yes, and in proper fashion. Once Barley picks it up, this red mist comes flowing out the top of it, and it roams around a little bit, picks up a lot of pieces of concrete and various things, and becomes a giant makeshift dragon. Dragon. I loved it. I love I love this dragon design. I thought, I thought it was, it was a good touch to take the dragon's face that was painted on the wall of the school and yeah. use it as its own face. Yeah. Um, and Ian Ian realizes at, during this moment, Ian is taking off his checklist, checking off the stuff he will never be able to do with his dad. But then he starts to really think about it and notices that he has been doing this stuff, not with his dad, but with his brother. His brother has play, played catch with him, has done this with him, has done this with him, shared his life with him, taught him how to drive, all this other stuff. And he realizes, oh, I didn't have my dad but my brother was always there for me to teach me how to do everything mm-hmm. which is a great moment I thought it was great because I'm a very <laughs> movies that have like the son and dad uh, relationship kind of get me in, in you know in this part right here Rex yes in my heart <laughs> so oh yeah. Like, yeah yeah it, it does nothing for me well it does that for me <laughs> you and I are different people and we yeah. accept each other Cause I was looking at this and I was like, oh, oh, okay. That was dumb. <laughs> I was just funny. like, okay, I, okay, yeah, you did that with your brother. Obviously, y'all grew up together. Yeah. 
And then I started to realize what was going on. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I think I figured that out mm, when they were driving the car. When I, Ian was driving the car. I did not like the ending of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but can, So Ian realizes he didn't need his dad. He had a dad, a father figure his this whole life, which is his brother. Yeah. Which still, like, it'd be great to meet your dad you have never met before. Wouldn't it be fantastic to meet your father if you never met him? But um, basically his dragon forms, and uh, Ian is forced to take the dragon on. Barley is trying to get away with the Phoenix Gem, and they're um, initially they are trying to finish the ritual, which they start to do. And while they're doing this, this dragon is trying to come at them, and Barley is basically running interference. He's distracting the dragon and all this other stuff. And while this is happening, uh, their mom Laurel and Corey, the Manticore, show up, fucking flying. Ready to rumble, sword in hand, big ass great yeah. sword, ready to rumble. But Corey so, is killing it, by the way. Corey's going she in. Is, she's she's she been is running waiting. moves and maneuvers that I was like, this is pretty bad. When she sticks the sword and creates that dust wall mm. and comes around and just kicks its ass, I was like, that's fucking badass, Corey. Mm, mm, mm. Like I'm um, telling you, everything surrounding the main story of this movie is more interesting <laughs> than the main story of this movie. There was a there was a great shot with um, where where Ian finishes the ritual where he like slams the stick down and they're they're trying to get their dad back mm-hmm. and then you get a a wide shot of Barley and and Ian doing that and then Corey comes out of nowhere flying down attacking sword in hand straight away attacking the dragon I was like that's a beautiful shot right there. Yeah. Um, uh, Rex is getting a little tired. <laughs> oh no, I was I thought I had something in my eye for a second. Okay, um, but uh, while the the spell is taking its time, by the way. Oh, it's sweet time. They they the the spell is finished. It's it's finishing up its ritual, and then the phoenix gem floats up, and then slowly starts to bring the dad back. Like it takes two minutes, I want to say at minimum. This is what we call a ritual spell. You have mm-hmm. to sacrifice a component for it to work, and they sacrifice the Phoenix Gem, but it takes a little time to sleep mm-hmm. in. But uh, as they're doing that, Ian notices that the dragon has found out that they have the Phoenix Gem. So Ian uh, decides to do something that he's never done in his entire life and be brave and takes on the dragon using fucking magic. And the mom also is. The mom is out there too. She's got a sword in hand, because Corey gets knocked down, and her back is yeah taken out of commission. Uh, So the mom is oh she was like I'm I am a warrior. Takes off her glasses and runs up, kick ass, and just like stabs it right at the core. And I was like, man, this is so cool. Mm. God, the mom is cool. (laughs) Mom's cool. Cool mom. Mom's cool. Uh, and Ian does a great job. Yeah, he, uh, he holds his own for a little bit. He holds his own, and then he even... It, it, the final moment, the, the dragon is about to take a bite out of Barley, and he uses the Thunderbolt uh, spell that's like a really professional spell. Yeah, the high-level one. Yeah. But that and wasn't even what was most impressive to me in that point. Was this the point where oh. the one, the staff gets knocked away? 
This is after it. Oh, after it. Yeah. So, like, was the part that was impressive to me was the staff gets knocked out of his hand. Yeah. And he remembers, oh, wait, you can take magic from anything as long as it has it. And he, t- and he fl- sees that he has a splinter in his hand. He takes the splinter out and enlarges it, and it's a new fucking staff, pretty much. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, Dungeons and Dragons. Another, um, another, uh, Chekhov's gun. Very beginning of the movie, when they get the first, when they first get the staff, Barley's like, oh, sorry, Splinter. Like, throughout the movie, you get that Splinter talk. Mm. Yes. So, um,. But yeah, and he he does create a new staff. I don't know where he learned that spell to make it. Was it a was it an enlarging it's, spell? Yeah, or? he did it with the Cheeto Puff, too. Oh, is it? Was yeah. it that? I thought he just had a spell where he made a new staff out of a. No, he just enlarged the splinter and it worked as a staff. That's great. Yeah, I was like, that's that's pretty good. I appreciate that's that. Pretty, that's I love that that quick thinking, Ian. Um, and, yeah, we continue. So he they kill the they kill the dragon. Uh, but it, in in that moment where they kill the dragon, um, Ian is surrounded by all the rubble and cannot even make it to his dad. Like if if there was a point where Ian hit the dragon, where there wasn't any debris around him, he could have easily seen his dad and all that. But he didn't get a chance to. Barley got to see his dad one last time and talk to him. I forgot what he said that the, his. Uh, his wizard name was going to be the dad's wizard name. Something magnificent or something like that. I didn't understand why Ian didn't use magic to float up and go see his fucking father. Like it didn't, Yeah. it didn't make sense to me. Like, yeah. (laughs) Rex is like distraught right now. He's like, I don't understand this movie. The movie was fine until that happened. And I was like, this movie's bad. (laughs) You were like, I could deal with him. Finding out his brother is really the father figure in his life. But totally fine. At this. least meet your goddamn father. That's all the... And he could have used... He's like, oh, my legs hurt. I can't use magic to magic myself over to my magic dad. <laughs> so do you think the dad had any kind of magic? I don't fucking know. And this made me not even care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just like... Oh. What was okay? So you know, Barley meets the dad. He says that he wanted to give the the dad wanted to give Ian one last thing and was a hug, and you get that really sweet moment. At the end of the movie, you find out Ian uh, is a little bit more outgoing. He has his group of friends now. They go to the park. They hang out. He even brings his brother along because he loves his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're okay with uh, Colt now. The mom is hanging out with Corey. Corey has rebuilt her restaurant into a more adventurous place. It's now a super TGI Fridays. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Having Corey tell her adventure stories. Oh, yeah. yeah why not? Yeah. She's got plenty. Share them. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of the movie where uh, they use magic to float the van, the new van uh, to the park. Yeah. Because why change the world with magic when you could just use it for your own gain? Yeah. Why float yourself to your dad so you can see him when you can just float a van to your park, to the park with your brother so you can hang out with your friends, you know? Yeah. Well, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> no. Nope. 
this movie had so much potential. It did. And a lot of it was wasted in some areas. And I feel as though that Pixar is getting to the point. Is this a Pixar movie? This is a Pixar movie. No, it's a Disney movie. Is it? I thought this was Pixar's Onward. Is... Let me see. It's Disney, but it's Pixar. Disney Pixar, yeah. Yeah, Pixar made this. Pixar is run, it's spinning it's spinning its wheels, I think, um, because like I feel like they shelled out some really dope ass movies a couple years ago, like Coco mm-hmm. and Inside Out, and then they were like, we need to make money more. They because they for. had they had so many ideas back in the day. I think they did run out already because like we're yeah it was like let's make toy when's toy story 5 coming out rex that's what i want to know i don't fucking care i hope it never sarcastically speaking dude there was Uh, all right have you ever looked at like um they used to have a list of like pixar films and it would show like uh films that they were gonna do but never got a chance to do or films that they uh ended up canceling there was one film that they were gonna do and it was called newt Mm. And it was about, uh, oh, I found it. Uh, Pixar film titled Newt was announced in April of 2008 with Pixar releasing, planning to release it in 2011, but it was delayed until 2012, but it was finally canceled. And they canceled it because the plot to the movie was way too similar to Rio. Ah. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't a bird, it was a newt. Yeah, it was two newts, and they were the last of their kind, and they were trying to, you know, mate pretty much. And it was that mm. kind of story. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, it sucks that that didn't come out, you know? Yeah. Like, it would have been, you know, people would have thought it was a ripoff. But I was like, you know, hey, they had Newt. They could have made it a little different. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, Coco, great. I'm very curious to see what Soul is going to be like when that comes out. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm really interested in that, too. It looks good. I hope um, it's good. looks interesting. Yeah, most of all. But did you know that the mom was um, her character design was kind of similar to sad, yes. sadness from uh, Inside Out. Mm-hmm. I'm just le- reading now some trivia right here, real just quick. Just a little hotter than sadness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading off some uh, some trivia here. They um, in the Burgershire where he goes to get that breakfast. Mm-hmm. It, there's a sign outside that says "Now serving second breakfast" uh, from Lord of the Rings. Oh, I've never seen... Oh, I've only seen Lord of the Rings once, so I don't know. Long-ass movie. (laughs) Long-ass movie. Um, The first Disney movie to be released for digital download while still in theaters. We we knew that. Yeah. It's an unfortunate sign of the times. Um, The pizza truck, the Pizza Planet truck, appears in this movie under the Troll Bridge. They just need a... Okay, there's an original idea right there. The day in the life of a Pizza Planet driver. Mm-hmm. And watching the shit that they have to go through from going from getting chased by living toys yeah, to being transported to other dimensions yeah, to fu- suddenly just appearing in Sydney, Australia for reasons unknown to you and seeing fish cross the street in bags. Pizza Planet is everywhere. Why don't they have a Pizza Planet movie? They should do a they should do a Pizza Planet um uh anthology. 
Yes. That's a good because, idea. Because, yes, there are different... There, why are these trucks all over the place? Because it's a franchise. Yes. But then that doesn't make sense that it's also in a world where there's magical unicorns and all this and, and trolls and stuff like that. Yes. So that'd be great. So Rex, would you recommend this movie? No, no, it's real. It's real generic in terms of story. And like the ending is not great in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, but like it's really interesting in the beginning but I don't want you to watch it and then get disappointed how it ends. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. I wouldn't recommend it. Unless you're like, you need something to put on and you're like babysitting your little brother, your sister, your son, your kids or yeah. whatever. Throw it on. They'll love it. They'll, they will not see the flaws in it because they're kids. Yeah. Like I said, I, I showed it to my nephew. He loved it. Yeah. He didn't, he was, he did not take his eyes off of the movie at all. Like I picked him up, I put him on the bed, and he did not move once. Okay. His, his view from the te- television. So, um, it's a great movie for kids. Uh, well, all those animation movies are great for kids. I I would recommend it as a movie to show other people. Okay. Under the age of mm, twelve. Good that you saved yourself, because I'm gonna be like, are you sure about that, good sir? Under yeah. the age of twelve, sure. Sure. They'll love it. Probably. Yeah. I feel like some 10 year olds will be like, bro, wh- wh- why didn't he go see his dad? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, I want there to be an onward too, and I want it to be more of a Dungeons and Dragons type movie. Where you, like you that. said, Rex, where they create a, a, a team. I want it. I want it too. Disney's scared. They're fucking. They're fucking a bunch of pussies. They're they're pussier than Ian. Yeah, huge pussies. They're not gonna bro. do it. They're make an actual gay. Make a gay movie. Make a gay movie. Make, make a, a movie gay. where the lead character is gay. Make How a gay. That? No, no side character. Make a gay main character in your movie. Mm-hmm. The movie, the titular character, is gay. Make that. Make a movie because y'all like to do these single word. Pixar movies now, Coco, Soul, Onward, Brave, whatever. Make a movie called Sunshine. Bam. There Make it is. Make the character gay. Make the character gay. Do it. Do it. Do it. Go for it. it. Disney, you want to be so Disney. progressive. No, they want to be. Oh, look, our first, our first gay character. They want to be progressive in a way that will still make them money, which is progressive to the point where they can cut it out and put it in the market in China. So you know how that goes. Yeah. Anyway, that was our talk about onward, Jonas. What have you been enjoying this week? Um. Uh, well, I had actually talked to Rex about this earlier. I was uh, I've been playing um, the new Star Wars game, Fallen Order. It did come out in November. You said I, I don't was remember. December? It came out. I want to say last towards year. the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just so you know, with everything going on, we're still stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been doing much. Yeah, I record. I I work out like usual. Been drawing a little bit more. Um, 
I work out at home, guys. Don't worry. Not going out in the world or anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just trying to get back into it. Um, and then I, I decided to pick up a little bit back, uh, pick up, pick back up on gaming um, and saw that the uh, new Star Wars game was 40% off this weekend. So I was like, better, better chance, the best chance I can get to play this game. So I bought it, um, been enjoying that. And it's it's pretty fun. Like I love I loved Force Unleashed. Have you ever played that one? Yes. With Star basically Killer, like that. Yeah, basically like that, but not as OP. <laughs> like you're you're not an OP character. You're just a you're a jet. You're a Padawan that didn't finish Padawan training. Ah, uh, yeah. Because so, Order sixty seventy six happened. Sixty six. Sixty six. I was right the first time. Do you know what the Order sixty five is? No. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that Order 65 is always keep your gun clean. Order 65, always keep your gun clean. Order 66, Order genocide. genocide. Genocide, right now. Kill them all. Order 67, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday? <laughs> uh, hold on, let me, but I, I want to double check this. I, I, I really, I really enjoy it. I love a good Star Wars game. Okay. Um, okay. And I see. Hold on, I gotta see. Order sixty five. Order sixty five is one of the one hundred and fifty contingency orders of the clone troopers, the Grand Army uh, Republic, where trained to carry out an event, uh, different emergencies. Order sixty five stated that if the majority of the Senate, okay, the majority of the Senate of the Security Council declares the Supreme Chancellor at the time Palpatine, uh, Palpatine was unfit for duty, the Chancellor was to be arrested or, if necessary, killed. Uh, so it's not keep so it wasn't keep your gun clean. <laughs> that would have been great, though. <laughs> um, no, I really enjoy it. I I, I also been um, Kim's Convenience uh, came on Netflix, season four. Uh, have Have you seen that show, or have I told you about that show? You told me about it. I think I watched the first episode, and that was all I remember before falling asleep <laughs> that night. Okay, I mean it's a great show. It it, it um it's a comedy from Canada. It's based on a play called Kim's Convenience. It's ba- it's uh based around a family that owns a convenience store that lives above the convenience store, and the father and the son have a a strange relationship where the father uh caught his son stealing from him one time, kicked him out of the family, and it's just about that relationship and how to try to save that relationship again. So lately, like in the, like since season two, they've gotten better with their relationship and talking to each other, um, actually seeing each other at this point now. Mm-hmm. But season four is so good, and there are a lot of emotional beats in this in this TV show, which I really love. Mm. Yeah. So, what are you enjoying this this uh, week? Animal Crossing. I've been playing lots of Animal Crossing. I technically beat it today. What? Oh, because you paid off the raccoon, dude? No, I didn't do that shit yet. <laughs> I thought you beat it. <laughs> Apparent. Okay, so the goal that you find out for Animal Crossing New Horizon is this title, mm-hmm. is that Tom Nook, who is the raccoon mm-hmm. fucker, is a mm-hmm. real big fan of this dog named K.K. Slider, who is like the John Mayer of, well, no, who's a big fancy guitar man that everyone loves. He's Elvis of the Animal Crossing world. Like, literally every song that you buy in this game to play through your radio is a fucking K.K. Slider song. 
all the songs that they play on the radio are KK Slider songs. So halfway through, Tom Nook is like, yo, our goal is we need to get KK Slider to come and perform on our island. Mm-hmm. He showed up today and performed on our island. And while he performed, the credits rolled. So I was like, all right, I beat the game. Cool. Wait, for real? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't paid off my loan for the latest addition to my house. My house is Mm -hmm. not done. I don't have a five-star village. I have at least three to four villagers that I want to get rid of. So I'm not done with the game, but I have Uh, beaten it. So... How do you get, or is this a spoiler on how to beat the game? How do you get KK Slider to, to your island? He just comes after a while. I'm pretty sure after you get all ten villagers, he just comes to your village, and he's like, what? "Yo, I heard that the vibes over here are really dope. I'm gonna come and do a show for y'all, motherfuckers." Does he say that? No, I wish he did. <laughs> what What the hell, uh, Animal Crossing? Make your game harder. Listen, Chris got not upset, but I was like, yo, this game isn't done. And they were like, just because the game doesn't have all this stuff and it doesn't mean it's not a finished game. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not saying the game isn't finished. I mean, it's not done as in they're going to be adding more shit into it. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, they're going to be adding more shit. I can't even have a yeah. bald head and a beard yet. They got to <laughs> add that. I want to be my true that. self in this game, and that is a bald-headed, bearded fucker. Did uh, so Chris, with Chris? Did they did they finish the? Um, oh, they did, did it before. They, they got it the day before I did. So, wow. Like Chris is actually good at Animal Crossing. Like you can be good at Animal Crossing because I've seen some people's islands, and what the fuck? So people can be bad at Animal Crossing. Yeah, like me. I feel like you're good at Animal Crossing. I feel like you would excel at Animal Crossing. Mm-mm. I'm not good at Animal Crossing. I'm just having a good time fishing, mm-hmm. catching mm-hmm. bugs, talking mm-hmm. to blathers, going mm-hmm. to islands and fucking siphoning them of their resources, catching tarantulas. Catching tarantulas? I went to Tarantula Island. I caught a bunch of tarantulas and I sold them motherfuckers. Today... I heard... Uh- Hmm? Getting, I heard getting turnips is a big thing. Motherfucker, I bought about 8,000 bells worth of turnips today. And I swear for worth God, if I don't sell them for a high price, I'm going to be pissed the fuck off. They call they it this. big of a... Yes. There's a girl okay. in this game. Her name is Daisy May. She's a little bore. She has a little snot and wrote snot thing running out of her nose to illustrate that she's a cute little kid or whatever. Uh-huh. She sells you turnips. Okay. She sells you 10 turnips at a time. She sold me 10 turnips for 104 bells. Now, Tommy and Timmy, who are the nephews of Tom Nook, okay, will buy those turnips from you. Okay. They will not buy them today, unfortunately. <laughs> but if you talk to them, the turnip prices change twice a day. There's a price that that they have before 12 p.m. and the price that they have after 12 p.m. Mm-hmm. So you have to constantly watch what the it's literally called the stalk market. S T A L K, like stalks of turnips. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to watch these prices; they fluctuate. So Tommy uh-huh. and Timmy will be like, 
uh, turnips, we're buying them for 57 bells a turnip. Bullshit. I'm not taking that. And then you talk to them later and they're like, we're buying turnips for 575 bells a turnip. You sell those motherfuckers. Not only do you sell those motherfuckers, you put it out on social media. You say, hey guys, Tommy and Timmy are selling turn or buying turnips for this fucking much. If you want to come to my island and sell your fucking turnips, I want 5% of your profit. You send me 5%, I'll give you my code to my island. You come and sell your turnips. That's so all. it could be different at other people's islands. Yes. Okay. Animal Crossing is like drug dealing the game. It's, it. it's capitalism the game almost in some sorts it's the game's wild and I'm I'm hoping that they're going to add more to it I don't want to yeah, seem they're, like they're, oh, hmm? they're definitely going to add more to it they have to like I feel like they're going to add the amount of villagers you can have I feel like they're going to make your island bigger they're going to give you more options to do stuff because you can, you can dye your hair colors but like you can't do two tone hair and I want to do two tone hair do you think with this pandemic and people staying inside that they're rushing to have more material out so that they can, you know, people are staying in. Oh, people are staying in. No, let's, let's no. bust out some, I don't nope. think that's, I don't think that's the case at all. No DLCs. Do you think mm, sooner than you, sooner I think than give usual? it, I think give it six months and there'll be some animal crossing new stuff coming out. That's usually how it goes. Cause fire emblems DLC took about a year well, to be completely rolled out. Um, well, this is different, Rex. No, no. During a pandemic. No. Nintendo has a format. Breath of the Wild <laughs> DLC came out six to six months to a year after it came out. Onward um, came out on came out. It was downloaded, able to download within a week or two. That's Disney. Disney is bad at business. Anyway, I I don't know. They're pretty successful. So they're successful. That doesn't mean they're good at business. They released a movie during a potential pandemic, and they knew that it was probably happening. They probably should have showed the shit for a little. <laughs> They um, knew it was happening. Hey, man, some of these big companies knew what the fuck was going on. So, I'm just saying, the fact that Resident Evil 3 came out around the time that a pandemic was happening, and it's about a pandemic that turns everybody into zombies is a little bit coincidental. Anyway. By the way, by the way, in uh, now that you said that Resident Evil 3, there is a poster in Resident Evil 3 for the Science Museum in Raccoon City mm-hmm. and the speakers are Dr. Wiley and Dr. Uh, Light Light <laughs> they're real they're real they're real they exist and it's their their faces are on the poster too are they young faces or are they old looking guys they are look like they're in their late uh, early 50s late 40s uh, this is an alternate universe it's not a prequel to Mega Man damn it we don't know that yet. We don't. We don't. We don't. You're right. We don't. Anyways, um, <laughs> guys, did you know that uh, that you guys can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes? Wow, I knew that. But did Jonas, you know that? I did. Mm-hmm. But did you know that they can also, you know, send us an email, tell us about you know different stuff, ask us questions if they wanted to, to Where? RJU podcast at gmail.com 
The universe no. RJ at gmail.com? The universe RJ at gmail.com. We got so many names. The universe What's RJ. RJU podcast? RJU podcast is our Twitter, I think. Oh. And yeah. our Instagram? Yeah. I Well, that's great. They can follow us on there and ask us any questions on there if they have any. Or, you know, they could also go to us personally. They can come to you, Rex, which is most important. They can, they can go to R-E-X-T-E-S-T-A-R-O-S-S-A mm-hmm. on Twitter on Instagram. <laughs> I, I still looked at you just to make sure. Uh, on Instagram, on on uh, TikTok. I heard the bitch on... in your voice when you were saying it too. You need, you need to nut up and spell it. You need to spell it like, hey, this is, yo, guess what, y'all? Y'all can follow Jonas at J-O-N-A-S-T-Y-D-R-A-W-Z. He's on Twitter. He's on Instagram. He's on Byte. He's on TikTok. He's everywhere that you need to be. He can even be in your underwear. Nah, that's not true. I mean... Unless you find though, yeah. Unless you find, you find. <laughs> if you aren't, then maybe I might still come. I'm very lonely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dark times. But anyways, guys. Um. But please, yes. Pre- please leave us review on on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you can really re- leave a review. It really helps out the show, and it really helps us out. You know, helps out our uh self esteem. Yeah. If you say something nice. If you say if you don't say anything nice, I mean that still does something to our self esteem, but whatever it is. Yeah, it's um, no big deal. Not a big deal. Anyway. Just please don't say anything mean. <laughs> um but Rex, go ahead and lead us out. Alrighty then, Jonas. I'm gonna lead everybody out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all genders, thank you for coming to the Universal Court and Rex and Jonas and spending your hard earned and basically plentiful free time with us right now i I know it's hard for everybody but we're gonna make it through this together if you heard something on this podcast today that you thought was cool you thought was great you thought was fantastic let us know leave us a like leave us a review tell us how we do and we can use that positive reinforcement because it really boosts our self-esteem if you heard something you didn't like you thought was crap you thought was lame you thought was dumb as fuck you can also leave us a review and tell us how bad we're doing and we can always take that constructive criticism to make a better product at large if you heard something today that absolutely positively blew your motherfucking mind I hope your wig ain't get flipped have just finished listening to the universe according to rex and jonas it is created by brian foster and jonas robinette hosted by brian foster and jonas robinette edited by jonas robinette with help by audio producer kyle c kelly (laughs) 